Welcome back to the Happy Hippie Podcast. My name is Amanda McCormack. I am your host, and this is a show all about how you can add more happiness into your life. I started as a personal trainer, and I realized that there's more to life and there's more to the journey itself than just like lifting weights and just finding your groove and fitness. You have to take in account your mental health, then you have to take in nutrition. So there's, to- there's so many things that unite what health is. And I don't think that we should just cap it in one area. Everything's interconnected, the mind, body, and the soul. And that's kind of what we talk about in this show. So again, I am a personal trainer. I'm a nutrition coach, a yoga teacher, and I'm almost done with my meditation coach certification, which I'm very excited about. This episode is going to be very similar to the last two episodes, kind of building on it. They're going to be motivational style, like leading up to March, a little motivational March kind of vibe. Um, And we're going to be talking about the brain, the big old brain again. This episode is basically for you if you are creating a habit or you're finding that creating a habit might be impossible for you. We're going to actually go through the brain. It's going to, it's, that's it. That's the episode. I'm taking you through the process. So it's almost like a plug and play kind of formula. So whatever you're struggling with right now, you can actually plug into what we're going to be talking about. Taking you through the process of literally struggling with creating a habit or changing a habit, how to look at it, how to get the awareness, how to actually change it and what's going on in your brain step by step. And I think that, well, personally for myself, I find that these things are so informative and they stick with me when I know like what my body's doing, like what's actually happening in my brain and I have a good idea of it. It helps me create habits. It helps me actually do these things because I know that my body is actually like wired for change. Like when I find out what these big ass words mean and all these people that broke them down to me, I'm going to credit some authors and things. So there'll be some books that you can read if you're interested in learning more about this topic. Um, but I just find that it really helps let things kind of settle with me and it helps me understand myself and the world a lot better. So I hope that this episode is informative and interesting. I tried to break it down in like really easy analogies to understand and I hope that you enjoy. So let's get into it right now. All right. So like I said, if you want to kind of add your own examples in life into this like formula I'm going to give you, feel free to do it by grabbing a journal and maybe making notes or you can pause the episode or come back to the episode, download it for later. But this should be a really nice guide. And I want to keep this episode very, we're just talking about the brain and we're just going to like cut it after that. So I can do other episodes on habits or going into different things about habits and all of this, but we're literally going to go through the process. So Maybe you've heard the expression cells that fire together, wire together, but it's basically saying that like two cells or like a system of cells that are repeatedly doing the same like active thing are going to be like associated. So they're going to group together in a way. Um, And that's basically how patterns happen and how patterns occur in the brain. It's like when stuff is going on and it almost becomes like a routine. And you can even think about some things in your life that are so routine to you that you don't, you don't even think about it. You just do them. We're going to talk about how to get to that point. So maybe there's things that aren't routine for you, but you want them to be, and that's going to be the end point. So thinking about maybe something in your life that's really routine to you. So a really low answer could be like brushing your teeth, hopefully, um, where you wake up and you just automatically do that. Like you don't even think about it. Or it could even be an example could be maybe you wake up and scroll on your phone. Like that's just something that comes like so quick to you. We're going to get there. So the word of the day there's a few sciencey words of the day, but one of them is metacognition. So the word metacognition is basically having awareness of 
who we are, like who we're being, what our thoughts are, what our mind is putting out there. So we can observe who we, who we're being. We can observe our reactions, our thought patterns and modify our behaviors basically from that. So a lot of the stuff we do, like when we talk about being mindful, it's actually the scientific translation would be the word metacognition. So just having an awareness of your pattern. And it sounds very like AA where it's like you have to like admit something to know it, but it's admitting that this is what your pattern is because you're just aware of it. So that's metacognition. So noticing our old habits is the first step to actually make the change. Our brains are literally like hardware. You know, they're wired to do certain things. But the cool thing is they're wired to do certain things because maybe we know it, maybe we don't, but we chose it to be that way by our life and our patterns and the things that have happened to us in life really shape and mold us. Our own actions, other people's actions, they kind of create the brain patterns in your mind. So the hardware that we have installed is really cool. We can think about it like, I don't know, like iOS, where you can literally update it. We can update it. It's there, but we can move it around. We can change it up a little bit. Like we have those parts, but we can always change what they do. We can upgrade them into something else. And that's what we're going to get. So part of this journey is, again, we have this hardware and we want to be aware when things come up and almost, I want to say the word trigger, like trigger us. Cause that's like the best word I can use to describe it, but it's just like everyday things. Something's going to trigger a reaction in you, you know, like cause and effect kind of situation. So we can do some, some brainstorming here for a moment. So let's take a moment to like recognize a pattern or a thought that we have. This could be an activity that you love. That's very easy for you to do. So taking it one step further than just brushing your teeth, maybe you do a sport and it's very easy for you to get up in the morning and go for a run because you're literally conditioned to do that. Like you've been doing it since you were a kid and you just love to run in the morning or you always make your dinner. Like you don't eat out, like cooking dinner for you. Like that's, that's what you're doing. You know, it's easier to think of an example when you think of something you love. So what's something you love, an activity, a hobby that you want to do? Um, it could also be another way to kind of see some of these patterns come up. Um, maybe think about a dream a dream that you have and you link up certain ideas with that activity. I know I'm, I'm very far out. I'm being very vague with these so we can maybe zoom in a little bit more and we could do what everybody loves to do. Get a little negative. So let's think about a person that you don't like. <laughs> it could be an estranged family member, a friend, an ex-lover, whatever. But you start associating ideas with that person because you don't like them, okay? And these ideas are in you. They're like ingrained in you. They are going to be because of past experiences that you had with that person. Maybe they're things other people told you about that person. Maybe it's someone you don't know, but you don't like. It could be a celebrity, a political figure, something like that. You have an assumption. You have ideas associated around them. And for a second, just like explore what they are, like think what comes up. So if you're thinking about like a political leader that you don't like, you're just listing all these things that you don't like, the reasons you don't like them or whatever. If it's somebody that you know, like, I don't know who I can think of, but like, let's say it's like an ex-employer or something. And immediately you can almost like feel a reaction in your body. Like you just don't like them. They're nosy. They're loud. They, they did this. They rubbed you the wrong way. They, they you know, did all this stuff. Um, these things that you're associating with them are going to be kind of like what triggers you. So these, these are the, um, the wirings that come up when you think of a certain 
thing. And I know, again, I keep saying I'm being vague, but when we want to start a habit or we want to do something in our life, like we have a dream. A few episodes ago, we were talking about like why fear kind of holds us back. So let's say we have all these dreams. Maybe that episode kind of helps you come up with some of your passions, some of your ideas, some of your dreams. So you have these things, but you don't know you don't, you don't have like, or something's holding you back with them. You know, those, those fears are coming up, maybe take note of them, kind of figure out what they are. It could be, Oh, I want to move to this place. And it's like, I can't do that. All of my family's always lived here. Like I'm not like part of you doesn't feel like you're allowed to do it. Maybe you've always wanted to open like a side business, but part of you felt like that's not where you are financially and you'll never be there financially. Just think about the stories that are going to come up when you think about this idea. Again, it could be a person, it could be a place, it could be a thing. These are the associated wirings that are going through your brain around this person and idea. And whatever our current ideas are, we can always change them. So that's what this is all about. If you want to break a habit or create something new, like working out, we're going to go and break down how these ideas move through the brain and how we can one become aware of them and then two actually change it because there's two things we're going to need to change it and we can do this with any idea so again if you wanted to kind of go over the section I just said and kind of journal out maybe some ideas on notes that you want to take with you during the the part we're going to go into or you can listen to this episode and then come back to it with your ideas so take a moment just decide do you want to go into it with the ideas like written out even if you're just like walking right now and you want to go in your notes and write down maybe two or three thought patterns that you can that you want to change or whatever you have a dream we can use these examples and you can kind of link them up with your own personal experience so let's go into the sciencey part So hopefully you remember from two episodes ago when I was talking a lot about the limbic brain and the prefrontal cortex, they're the two parts of the brain that kind of like fight against each other. The limbic brain is known as the older brain. That's where we have our emotions, our emotional reactions and our fight and flight. And then the prefrontal cortex is a part of the brain that's going to be more logic. It's going to have the awareness. So we're going to be talking about the prefrontal cortex for awareness in this episode, but it also does control logic and all of that stuff. So your prefrontal cortex, it's almost like the center of awareness in the brain. So this is the part of the brain that notices, we're going to get really like inception here, notices when you are noticing a behavior. So remember we use the word metacognition. When you're mindful about something, when you're in a state of metacognition, when you're driving and you're ranting about some guy that just cut off, cut you off, he's driving, you're pissed off, you get a moment of literal anger where you're like cursing, and then you you're start thinking about how you hate this highway, <laughs> and you're like, they've been doing construction on this highway for like 10 years, man, like blah, 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 and you start going off in your head, but then you catch yourself, and you're like, none of this is real. <laughs> or you catch yourself, and you're like, why am I, my shoulders are up to my ear. Like, you have that awareness for a second where you're like, oh, girl, calm down, like, Okay. And now you're, now you're seeing yourself kind of in that moment. That's a form of metacognition. That is when the brain notices that you are noticing a behavior. So the brain is aware of your awareness. If you want to think about it like that. Um, now this is going to be an example from Joe Dispenza. I really liked how he broke this down and I'm not this much of a genius to come up with this example. So I just want to credit him for this next part. Um, It's from the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. So an example would be thinking about who you no longer want to be. So let's say you're driving. I keep using driving because, you know, like it's so true when you're driving or when you're in the shower. I feel like that's when most most of my like aha moments happen. But 
in your head, you just decide you want to make a change. I don't know what it is. It could be a gym example where maybe you're just kind of like fed up with something or you want to increase your um, your stamina or maybe you see so many people running a marathon and that's something you want to try. So there, it comes to a point where you just have this awareness about yourself where you're like, I'm not doing that. I'm not training like that. I realize I'm only going to the gym twice a week and I really want to get there four times a week. And you're just having this awareness about your current habits and what you want to change. So you're noticing your behavior and you're thinking about who you no longer want to be per se. This can also be done in a journaling exercise. And again, it shouldn't be done from a negative sense, but it's just that sense of awareness. I'm doing X and I really don't want to be doing X and I want to be a better person so or be a better whatever in this habit. Joe Dispenza puts it, the... Um, the top part of the brain, so the prefrontal cortex, when you start just thinking, literally just fantasizing, thinking, once you have the awareness that you want to make a change in your life. So you start kind of a new story. And this can also be, if we were talking about the example of not liking somebody, where you're like, maybe I should forgive them. Or you start having like compassion for that person and you start thinking from the sense of, oh, everybody's a person, everybody's going through their own life. Like, I shouldn't take that personally. You can use I, you can use these examples in so many departments. Um, when you start having the awareness and start saying a new thought pattern about whatever it is, wanting to change another person, whatever. The frontal, the prefrontal cortex, it acts as a volume control. So this is the word that he used that I really loved the example of, kind of like a little volume control on a speaker. And while you are thinking and just, just taking a second and being like, hold on, there's something else here. I could, I'd love to run in the morning or this person didn't mean that. What's happening is the volume is actually going down on the old pattern like he's lo like lowering the volume, lowering the noise of how loud that old pattern is. And the new pattern is slowly starting, the volume is starting to get a little bit louder. So it's lowering the volume on the old circuits in the brain, the old part of your brain that's having these habits where you're like, I hate this person. I see them every day and they're always so rude. That's what you've been saying in your head for years. And then all of a sudden you have the thought, hey, maybe they have a really bad home life and they're just projecting it. And I don't have to take it personally. You haven't done it yet. You're still taking it personally, but you just had the thought where you're like, maybe I shouldn't take this personally. What your brain does is it starts to lower the volume on the old story. When you're thinking about how you want to run a marathon and you're like, well, you know what? Maybe I should improve maybe my sleep routine so I can get up a little earlier so I can run and I don't keep telling myself the same story that I don't have time to train for it because I really want to do it. All my friends are doing it. I I always wanted to try it. It'd be really fun and it'd really be a cool task for me to train and go into a 5k, a marathon, whatever. Maybe I could explore getting a better bedtime so that I could wake up earlier and do this thing. The volume starts to lower on the old story, which was, I do not have time for that. I'm too busy. I don't like the cold. I don't want to go running. Like, all the excuses. So those are two different examples. Um, if you want to relate it to whatever is kind of working for you in your life and your notes, you can. But I really loved the example of like the volume, you know, like going up and down with it. Another thing that kind of comes up for me when I think about this topic is the idea of affirmations. We're going to be talking about real examples. Like we're going to go into the next step of how to change. But the idea of almost like subliminal um, affirmations where it's like your brain is hearing the new thing. This is kind of why affirmations work a bit or they kind of work with the brain it's 
you're so used to hearing the old story, the old thing that you've been saying, the old thing that maybe other people have been saying to you. So let's let's talk about self-love affirmations as an example. You always make self-deprecating jokes or you just like make fun of the way you look all the time and you've never really done any of those I am statements. They always sounded lame to you and you were like, no, I'm not going to compliment myself. I've noticed like, for example, like um, my family's like my dad's side's like Irish and it's very like self-deprecating humor is like in the culture I feel and they'd never like it's hard to compliment an Irish person <laughs> they'll immediately shoot back with like a joke or something or something witty or something making fun of their clothes or whatever because like it's just so ingrained in them so this is an example I'm using where let's say that's you where like you can't take a compliment but you want to work on self-love and you find yourself reflecting compliments even if it's just like a funny sense because you're doing it to be funny it actually your brain is taking that in like your brain for your whole life because you've been making these jokes it takes in like the negative thing you're saying because it doesn't know you're saying it in a like a jokingly way and it puts it in your brain as like a truth so that's something you've been doing all your life and now you want to explore affirmations. The idea of an affirmation is like you're hearing and you're kind of leaning into a new idea that I am beautiful. I, I am this. I am whatever. And what's happening is the volume is lowering on the old ideas and starting to turn up on these new ideas. So I think affirmations are a cool way to kind of think about this section as well. So I want to bring it back to what we were saying about the wiring and firing part of your brain. So what's happening in your brain is it's silencing the old circuits, the old patterns, whatever you want to call them. It doesn't fire. It doesn't shoot. It's not being used. It's not shooting out the messages anymore because you're starting to now use or lean into the idea of the new pattern. So your old pattern's like firing less. So what's happening is you're observing it instead of participating in it. Like it's starts to change you're actually changing like biologically changing your nerve cells when you do this they can't fire anymore if you're not using them and these contain your old thought patterns your old beliefs etc you're breaking down the old patterns the old circuits and you're starting to slowly create new ones just by thinking about doing this new thing or just by thinking about a new way to look at something so this is how you change your perspective how you shift your mindset and all of that but we're going to need to solidify it a little bit more so now the next step is we actually need a new pattern to replace the old one. We have this like new circuitry kind of kind of lining up, you know, when the volume's going down on the old one, there's a new one coming into fruition, but it's not like 100% yet, you know? Next step again, we need a new pattern to replace it. So you can start thinking, what can, like, if you want to journal on this as well, like, what can I do? Or how can I do this? Or start putting yourself in the shoes of that person you want to be. So when we were talking about the marathon example, actually maybe putting in your journal that you're gonna go to sleep an hour earlier each night, maybe you do that for a week. And then a week later, you actually start running or you go to sleep early for two nights. And then on the third night, you decide, I'm actually going to get up and go for a jog tomorrow. It doesn't have to be a super long jog, but you're going to do it. You need to start doing that action to start solidifying these new brain patterns in your mind. So again, you're creating new patterns, new sequences, and you're literally changing this part of your brain, your part of your thinking, part of your mind. While you're doing this, you're taking these steps Think about it in the sense that you're prepping your brain for what's to come. So actually doing the habit, actually for tons of examples here, let's think. There's a habit you could be doing. You could be starting a new training. So just buying the training you want to do, starting the training, speaking up to that person that you've always wanted to speak up to or saying no or joining a dating app, going on a date, 
booking the flight, et cetera, taking that small step, which we've talked about in a few other episodes about how to get out of the fear part of the mindset. It's like taking that actual tiny step is going to really start to create, like if you're thinking about your pathways as actual roads, like if you're installing like the bricks in the road, first it's like you map out where the road's going to be. That's when the volume's going down and you start thinking about this new pattern. But when you start taking the steps, like the small steps or even the preparation to take the steps, you're going to start laying down the framework, the bricks. So you're actually installing the hardware in your brain before you're actually doing this experience. You know, you're not actually running that marathon. That's your goal. You want to run the marathon, but you're doing the training. You're doing the steps. You're doing the things to get there. You didn't actually get your certificate yet, but you're putting aside the time to study. You're buying the course. You didn't go on the trip yet, but you're planning. You're actually saving money, putting it aside. All these things are creating new stuff in your brain, like new wiring that's changing your being, which is like so cool. And this is why I think um, we're going to use some words here. So going with something going into something with like an intention or even practicing visualization, the whole realm of manifestation, all those words, can you see how they work in a sense or, or why people lean on the idea of using affirmations or just visualizing how you want your day to go, the step-by-step type of thing? You're, you're basically tapping in to that feeling or that desire, you know, and you're wiring your brain to prepare and to live that life. And the brain doesn't actually know the difference between past and future and present. And just like I was saying, it doesn't know the difference between you making a joke saying, oh, I always have the worst outfits and actually feeling that about yourself like deep inside. It doesn't know. So that's the cool thing is when you're doing this, you're literally setting yourself up. You're preparing, you know, Um, I want to talk a little bit about the next step, which is going to be more about implementing something because we're talking about just starting it but we're going to talk about the journey of it but there's one thing about this section that kind of reminded me of another author I just want to point out so wiring your brain before the thing you're kind of preparing yourself and visualization or when you're like manifest like let's say you want this house and you have to visualize yourself like getting the house there is one book I would recommend it's it's an author you can follow her Instagram she's very she's very famous I'm going to say the name and you're like oh duh Mel Robbins she has this example I saw her use one time about manifestation which I did like and I feel like it really ties in to this actual piece of science about your brain so in her video I remember her saying and I believe this might be in her first book which is the five second rule that's a book all about beating procrastination and creating habits so I think this was like building off of her press tour for that book she was talking about how people manifest and they want this I'm gonna use the house example for this they want a big house on the beach you know but They want to sit there and just like, you know, visualize it and never do anything about it. And she says that's where the process kind of goes wrong. And the part you actually need to be visualizing are the steps that are going to lead you to that goal, even if the steps are something that like you don't enjoy, like something that when you think of manifestation, you're like, oh, manifestation, you're not going to literally think of these things because people either don't want to do them. They're not glamorous, whatever. That's what you actually have to visualize. So an example like that house, let's say you want this big tropical house instead of just like sitting there and visualizing yourself like in the palm trees and all of that. She said, visualize yourself like putting aside the money, visualize yourself taking on that weekend job and seeing yourself wake up for that job and eat a nutritious breakfast and get ready to go to work and then do the work. So you get the money and then see yourself putting aside the money or even seeing yourself maybe saying no to a few outings. Cause you know, you really want to put that money aside for this thing. 
whatever example you have in your life, if you want to take a moment, maybe close your eyes and it doesn't have to be a long meditation or anything. It could be 15 seconds towards it, but closing your eyes and thinking about something you want in life and then thinking about those like nitty gritty steps, not saying everything has to be like a grind, but the idea that looking and preparing yourself for how it's going to be, how it's going to be if you actually want this goal to happen, how the things in your life may change, how there might be a little bit of uncomfortableness, how you may have to adjust your schedule or your time or what you do and your friend, whatever. Looking at that and visualizing that and putting your intention and your focus on that so you mentally prepare yourself. She didn't actually say this last part, but I'm like, oh, this ties up so well. You actually prepare yourself and you're creating those pathways in your brain that are going to allow you to be better and be stronger and be able to do these things when they come up because you're actually already implanting it in your brain. Your brain's getting familiar with it. It's not going to steer away so fast. It's not going to give you as many excuses. You're actually going to find a way to follow this path because you're already creating the neural pathways in your brain. So again, Mel Robbins said that. I don't have the link to the video. I saw it a very long time ago, but it was like a real, <laughs> she did like a podcast or something, but I do think it's based off the first book that she had, which is going to be, um, the second one is the high five habit. The first one is the five second rule. Yeah. So both those books are really good. I actually read the second one not too long ago. It's that one's more about self-love. Very good books. If you're interested, she's, she's very motivational with it. Like she gives, she's, she gives science too. So if you're interested in, in this podcast at all, I think those might be good books to check out. I'll link them below, but we're going to move on from first step we did was being aware. The second step was creating the, like changing the pattern by just leaning into the idea of what we want to do. And then maybe taking a baby step in that direction. But now we're going to talk about how to create really impactful patterns and how to make this stick in your brain and, and go from the big jump, the big jump of actually getting rid of the old pathway and keep so let's talk a bit about emotion. That's going to be the big keyword for this last part. It's basically embodying doing the actual thing, whether it be changing the mindset and acting compassionate towards somebody that you don't like or doing the task or starting the habit, whatever, embodying the actual new pathway that you're trying to create. So you can actually change your genes. This is like the weird part about this whole thing. You instruct your body chemically to understand what your brain is understanding. And that's the final piece of this. So not only just like living in your mind and, and saying, yeah, I'm going to do these things, whatever, but doing it in your body and really feeling it and really having that emotion towards this thing is going to create a link between your body and your brain, which is going to create like a symbiotic thing, which they, they call this, I'm going to mispronounce it probably cerebellum. No, I don't know why I doubted myself. That was a very easy word to say, but it cerebellum is when things are going to become automatic behaviors. And when things become automatic behaviors, it's when the body and the mind are kind of synced up. So doing the action and getting your body used to it. And this is the part where you can't just take these three steps and do it overnight. The first two steps you kind of can, you can start the pattern whenever, but you have to be able to do it over and over and over again so that you don't think about it so that it becomes one of those patterns we were talking about in the beginning of the episode where we put no thought in it, like brushing our teeth or playing your favorite video game at night, whatever something is that's so easy for you to do. That's what's going to happen when you embody this new thing and do it over and over again. So we're neurochemically basically conditioning the body to memorize this feeling as well as your mind. That's where that cerebellum 
the automatic behaviors kind of start happening. You're getting your body and your mind in sync. You got to put your body through this thing and then they link up and it's, it's holistic. So one thing that's also interesting is the book Atomic Habits. He talks about how, which I want, I want to talk about this in two different ways. He talks about how making something, your identity really helps you kind of create a habit. So I remember him giving a lot of examples about the gym and it was like when you identify as somebody who goes to the gym, like I'm a gym goer, like I go to the gym, I have a gym membership, I'm a gym goer. When that becomes a part of your identity, it becomes easier for you to actually do the thing because you're embodying that title, you know, you're taking it on. So that can be a technique to help. If you want to be like, I'm not a runner, you know, like I don't run and you're trying to get yourself into the skill of running. Like if you run, if you're going on runs at some point during the month, like you're a runner, you know, so you can, you can start to identify with it. Even if it does feel weird finding whether it may be some sort of, you can find whatever your topic is. Again, if you want more, we can always chat about it if you want to DM me because like I love this topic. So if you're trying to start a new habit or something like that, feel free to DM me again. My name on Instagram is Happy Holistic Hippie. Like I can help you give examples because this is what I do in my coaching too. When we try to get people to, when I try to get girls to basically kind of like line up with the gym and find a way to make these habits and stuff stick. This is like a practice I've been doing. So I can help you out if you want. But Again, we're going back to the running example. I, I was doing so good. I didn't want to lose my train of thought. Making something your identity, but telling yourself that you're a runner or whatever the title might be, that I work out, I go to the gym. I just keep using these fitness examples, but you see what I mean. If you want to take a moment and maybe plug it in, there's lots of different tools out there is I think what I was going to say. Like there's Spotify tapes you can listen to, things on YouTube if you want to like play affirmations and stuff like that. But you can also journal about it, just kind of getting used to the idea of calling yourself this title because maybe it feels weird, maybe it feels wrong and there might be something else there to unpack. But that's that's the beauty of it is like we can do that work. So nothing's impossible. You can always do it in a sense. Now, Another thing that's really funny with me is it's like, I also love the topic of like Eckhart Tolle's new earth, like the ego, the ego is like part of our ego wants to identify with things. So it's not becoming really obsessed with having an identity. It's just a helpful tool to help you kind of get a new habit going. But remembering also, if you're trying to break a habit, like we are not like what we do per se, and we're not what we enjoy. And you, you don't have to have a label. Like your soul doesn't have a label, even though you may label yourself, this may send you into an existential crisis. That's not the point. You may label yourself as one thing as like an artist, but you may also label yourself as lazy. Those titles are like not permanent or stuck to you. Like we're actually multifaceted human beings that have a soul and we're here for all this stuff. And that's another episode, but we're not our titles per se. If you're trying to break an old one, you can give yourself a grain of like relaxation where you're like, okay, I'm actually not that. So, but if you're trying to take on a new title for a good thing, feel free to use it. I just don't know why I had to mention that too, because I don't want to be sitting here and talking about like taking on this identity and identify as this and this, because part of me also is like very into like the ego. And I'm like, no, we can't identify as, as everything. Cause that's gonna see, I'm going down like a spiritual rabbit hole with this topic right now, but you, you know what I'm saying? Um, those are the ways basically I think I wrote down that was like all of it. Um, I wrote down that meditations are based, some meditations and a lot of them that I do hint, hint, wink, wink. If you want to check out some of my meditations are based around this, where you're breaking down the meditation into looking at like your past self, you know, looking at what you did, what you've done, what you want to break and just having an awareness about it, not feeling a heavy feeling towards it. Then 
thinking about what you want to do and having that visualization part of it where you embody yourself, seeing yourself doing the thing and then listing out reasonable steps to get there. Like there's lots of manifestation meditations that are around this very chemical brain breakdown you know so even though if you're not into some of that stuff but honestly like I always put disclaimers I'm like oh like the woo-woo stuff I know half the people listening to this including myself enjoy that stuff so I'm gonna stop doing disclaimers about that but um you can see how it's connected you know you can see a lot of the framework around meditations are written around this sometimes um and yeah then I also put one more note again the Mel Robbins thing but I already said that I think that wraps up this episode I hope that you got something out of this when you're ready to chat, feel free to DM me. We can always talk about this. Or if you enjoyed this episode, you can share it on your story. Um, I've been doing a lot of solo episodes, like, but I've been preparing to do interviews. So I have some interviews coming up, which I'm very excited about. We're going to be staggering them out. It'll be a mix. I'll probably try and do like two interviews a month and then maybe the two solo episodes a month so we can do it like that. I also want to open it up that if you know anybody that would be a person of interest to be on the show or if you personally want to hear from an herbalist or a certain type of doctor or a different type of trainer in a different niche let me know um I might put a poll on this episode to vote if I'll put some ideas out but if there's no option there you can always message me because I want to kind of curate the show with yes ideas that I come up with and I feel that I want to share but I also literally love hearing the content that you want to know like you wake up and you go into your app and you look for things to listen to and you hit this episode and I'm very thankful for you listening to this show and I always am and I want to supply information or topics that are of your interest so let me know hit me up if you know anybody if you have an Instagram, maybe you can like send it to me. I can reach out to that person. If you just have a a vague idea of a topic that you're interested in, let me know. And as always, so thankful for the people that do it because I am always talking to lovely people on Instagram. So shout out to you and you know who you are. So thank you so much for listening to the show and letting me know everything. Like I just, I love it. It's like so cool to have like a little community with the show. So think that is all I have to say share this episode on your story if you enjoyed it um let me know again if you're personally need some help with any of the topics I would love to chat thank you so much for tuning in this week and have a beautiful day